Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Film Seizure. I'm Jason Oliver. Joined with me are my two co-hosts from Down Under, Jeff Arbuckle. Oi. Oi, oi. Oi. All right. What about what about you, Chuck? Are you there? <laughs> I was gonna say oi, but now I can't. Like, <laughs> I'll just say I'll just say Roy. Roy Roydo. Um Yes, have you as you could probably tell, I guess, weirdly, we are still in Australia. We're lost. We are we are uh, lost in Australia. Now. We we are somewhere on the southern coast of Australia. Southern East Coast on Southern East one. Coast, yes, yeah. that's true. And um and we'll be here for a little while. Um Today's episode is 1979's Thirst, not one of the other movies, copious amounts of movies named Thirst, the one from 1979 made in Australia. That's the Thirst we're talking about today. By Rod Hardy, and that sounds like a porn name. Rod Hardy? It yeah. Is, it is Rod is Hardy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Indeed. Yeah, so here we go. I'm going to get uh, kind of shot right out of a cannon here. On shot out of the cannon. First um, of all, though, Thirst is like is a is a directorial debut from our from our porn director Rod Hardy. From our, I don't know if he's a porn director. I know, I know. He, he was like actually a, like a, a kind of a TV guy uh, in Australia for quite a while. Um, lots of miniseries. I thought you were going to say that he was actually a DP, and then I would have lost it. <laughs> was he, though? Because that's good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, did, he did lots of miniseries. He did lots of TV. Oh, he did some episodes of JAG. Some, oh, yeah. That, yeah was later, that was later in his... In yeah. his he also did um, the All motherfucking House? Nick Fury movie, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. That. He's want, in the MCU, guys. I want... I He's want, in the MCU. I need a copy of that um, <laughs> for, for reasons, um, but I need a copy of that. I mean, um, I mean, uh, David Hasselhoff with the eye patch can't go wrong, right? Can't nope. go wrong. <laughs> Don't hassle the Hoff, especially when he has an eye patch. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, this is this is our second week of Australia. This We're on is the opposite end of the seventies now, too. Yes, we are. We are. We are about to put a cap on the '70s with this movie. It was came out in 1979, and uh, it's a little bit of a vampire flick. A little vampire. It's a little action. bit of a lot of stuff. It is a little bit of a lot it. of stuff. It's it's a little. It's very different. It's a different kind of vampire story. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Tell us Jeff, a little shoot bit. yourself out shoot of the yourself cannon. out of the cannon. I, I've been keeping you in, in cannon stasis. Yeah, I know. You've yeah. been keeping me in, in tech here. I want to go. The, it's, I put a long fuse on it. So yeah, there you, you go. It's about to blow now. All right, here we go. So, um, so okay. You know, tell me if you've heard this one before. This is one I saw for the first time on Bizarre TV. Um, this was probably about 2015 ish, maybe very early 2016. And it was a movie that I was just like, I I probably came in. It was one of those ones I had to track down the title for it. And um, I was just like, came in like about maybe a quarter of the way through. And I was just in, I was like, I love this movie. I don't always, I didn't always know what was going on because I came into it. Like, you not really understanding what was, what was happening, but um in fact, I probably only came in like 
five minutes late or something because this movie and that's one thing i will give the australians credit for they do not wait around to get us get a thing going well well this thing it sets it up like really quickly right, right. so yeah if you miss the first five to ten minutes you're you're kind of fucked right um, but yeah. it is still incredibly watchable yeah and uh, so what ended up kind of uh, so like it was one of those movies where i was like when i got back to writing b-movie enema it's like i need to i need to write about it uh this was an early episode of monster mondays you know it's like i i am a champion of this movie and jason i brought it to you you first. did yeah because I said, hey, have you ever heard of this movie called Thirst? And you're like, oh, the Korean one? I'm like, no, not the Korean one. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. take me for? Yeah, a guy who that. watches I know, subtitles? I know, I know that Korean one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what do you take me for? A guy who reads <laughs> subtitles? Um, and uh, so I, I eventually got a copy of it, whether because at one point in time it was on YouTube. Um, but I probably got either the sign the synapse uh dvd or i got the the severin blu-ray and i watched it and i was like jason check this out i i I think i don't even know jeff i think you still had it on um like youtube or something because okay because i got somehow i ended up with two copies of this movie and hadn't seen it i don't know how that happened but i think (laughs) one of the one of the copies got to me from a free like a free include in a Severn sale or something like that. Cause Severn ended up put, putting this out yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They did the Blu-ray and I had, so I had the, the Synapse DVD and the Severn DVD. And I think I, I, and then I probably had, the and DVD I think I and gave I you, it. I think I might've given you the Severn DVD or maybe, maybe I'm thinking of um, Stuntman, but anyway, it doesn't no, matter. It was Stuntman that you're, that you gave me, but it was, but no, I think that Synapse one was mine. And I was like, here we go. Oh, I got it. Be. I upgraded. That could be. Take yeah. this. But you may, yeah. have, but I may have just sent you a link and said, Hey, put your eyeballs on this. No, that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Um, um so the story is fascinating, it's guys. Fa- no, I know, it's I know, right? it's good fascinating. Story. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, this one, yeah, this one, I, I, I definitely saw because of you, Jeff, and um, I've seen it several times since. I, I've seen it arguably more times than any of the movies we're watching this month. Weirdly, yeah, and well, and I well, other than other than two weeks from now, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing about this movie, though, is that, like I said, it is endlessly watchable because i've seen this movie many times myself and every time i see it i get something different from it um now do i think that this is necessarily the best made movie of this month probably not um it is but it is very efficient and it is my favorite movie of this month easily well you haven't watched all the movies from this month yet well, I, I feel pretty pretty confident. Uh, it's a uh, pretty high bar. Yeah, that's that's a little that's a little like you're putting. I don't know. I mean, you've still no. got. I know you watched next week's, but you haven't watched the last two. I it's you, a pretty high bar. It's yeah. pretty high bar for this. I mean, the, it's, uh, it's 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 beatable. It's beatable. Okay. Well, anyway, Chuck, when did you basically come into this? Was this over the last just couple of years or so? um probably three or three years maybe i think the first severin sale i took part in i asked both of you like what movies should i get that i have to own and both of you recommended thirst so it was one of my one of my purchases um 
Yeah, and I like this movie. It has a few issues for me, but me I like I like it. There is one issue that I have with it. There's one knock that I that I give this movie. Um and I'll, I'll just uh, I'll get around to it. But yeah, so basically this is um I you know I basically put it as it's not really a vampire movie, but it is a vampire movie. But it is, what would it be like if there was an actual culture of people who honestly believe that they are vampires? How does an economy work with that? Um, That's the surface level stuff. It's when you start kind of pulling back the layers that you see, oh, no, this is a whole other thing about, you know, the aristocracy and the, the people underneath and how they are literally feeding from these people. We, you don't get you don't get a lot of Bethorian uh, vampire flicks, for one thing. Right? No, you don't. No, you, you don't. really, really don't. Which is weird because it's a rich history. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what I was going to say. This is like a modern retelling of the myth, like how the myth of vampire vampirism would have started. Like exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and basically yeah. So I guess we could we could kind of uh, uh pick up there. So. Uh, our lead character in this is Kate Davis, um, who seems to be a pretty affluent, pretty successful, um, I suspect, business lady of some sort. Um, she lives in a freaking castle. Every time I see this, I think she does something else. I, for, for some reason, I thought she was a novelist this time. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, but she's because like the movie begins. Well, the, the actual story begins, not the way the movie begins. But the actual story begins with her about to go on holiday and her boyfriend, Derek, as she says, Derek uh, <laughs> is concerned that she's going Derek's to take... don't die. <laughs> she, she's concerned that she's that he's going that she, he's concerned that she's going to take work with her when she should be relaxing um and he's not going on holiday with her which is also a little peculiar but the sense that i got is is that these people are basically hard at work business peoples and she in particular is some sort of executive of some sort that has uh, business things to do <laughs> well they don't ever say what she is you know but no. she has business things it's really kind of unimportant she has money like, that's that is the important thing she has a legacy yeah. yeah she comes from some sort of affluence for sure yeah because like she literally the inside of her house looks like a castle <laughs> Yeah, it does. Which is yeah. the most bizarre thing in the world. With her <laughs> the, living room is kind of like seventies pad, though. You know, right? It's like, yeah. But the hallways are like fucking damp stone. Yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't realize it, but she keeps she keeps cartons of blood in her refrigerator. She has no. Yeah, deal. she does. Yeah. <laughs> she has no no clue. She's yeah. just she's just drinking blood. Doesn't really ever look at what's in her glass. <laughs> She has a very special milkman. I mean, finally, it spills on the ground. And she's like, holy shit, I've been drinking this this whole time. I think she just <laughs> brought that home, right? And it's been, it's been replaced by... Um, it, was, it was delivered. It's like... It was, it's like yeah. my, that's my biggest thing with this movie is is the, the lengths they go 
are so wrong from the start. <laughs> well, yes. And that, well, so, uh, okay. But I will say that some of that comes from there's a pseudo religious element to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that has a lot of religious concept in it with only two instances in which there's actual significant religious iconography. But it's because the brotherhood, as they call themselves, have their own religion. And it's uh, it's it's all mind games and manipulation when they're just it's just hubris. It's just all hubris with these people. It's bizarre. Uh, but yeah, so she's basically picked out by a guy who I'm going to assume is from the Dracula lineage. Right? Like yeah, he's, from, he's from somebody Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. I, I, I didn't catch his yeah. name like what the last uh, name David. Was. Oh, I don't David. he never said his last name. Oh. I don't think. I mean I it, thought he said both of the family names at the beginning, but I missed him. Oh, it's yeah. I, I think, think he's just actually. David though. Yeah. Right. But they they only ever refer to him as David or hey you <laughs> You know, because because <laughs> it's all like, and, but, but that's actually kind of smart not to say, oh, you're a Dracula, because that would immediately turn this into a completely different type of movie. David the Impaler. <laughs> David the Doofy Impaler. He's a doofy dude, man. Oh, my God. He's like biting his his you know, fist half this movie. It kills me. Yeah, he he's... Oh. Um, he is very uh um, will she become my bride <laughs> would, would you say that he's foppish yeah a foppish. little bit sure a little foppish yeah so anyway so he um right so he has decided that he wants to marry the 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 descendant of countess elizabeth bathory who is kate davis and um so but because she doesn't actually live the life that these other people in the brotherhood and we'll just say it right now, they're vampires, even though that seems to be a, um, you know, I mean, you probably get canceled for calling all these people vampires <laughs> in Australia. But anyway, you, um, you have this group of people who are trying to consolidate power and what they are doing is they want to marry these two descendants from the two most important vampire bloodlines so it's got to be bathory and dracula that's the only thing i can think of but david is kind of a doof he's not particularly i mean he's he's a, he's a bit of a drip you know uh he doesn't have much going for him but he has power in this in this group so it comes down to this internal struggle between uh Wait a minute. David Hemmings, Dr. Frazier, and... Um, no, wait. Hang on a second. It's not David. David is... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. It's what, not what? David. No, no. David Hemmings is the actor. Dr. Da Frazier right. is... David, David Hemmings is... Right. That That is correct. But, I think... Well, no, maybe... Okay. I think it's David. It is. It is because Max Phipps is Mr. Hodge, and he's... Uh, I can't remember who he is, actually. Doesn't matter. Christopher Milne. What are we looking at here? I was trying to figure out. It's like, is it is it actually... Is it actually Mr. Hodge or is it David that is... 
that is the guy that she's getting married to. But anyway, um, I think Max Phipps is is actually Patrick in the movie Patrick, isn't he? No. Oh, okay. Right. Then I don't um, know then. The names are kind of unimportant. There's the goofy dude that is in the Dracula family that wants her to be his bride. So let's just call him Dracula. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. We'll just we'll just call him Dracula. So, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. That 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 that's actually. Uh, yeah, that's actually fine. Um, and I think that is Mr. Hodge, by the way. Uh, but anyway. Robert Thompson is here thinking of Chuck. Okay, thank you. That's Patrick. So anyway, all right, back to back to. So we got Dracula, and we got we got we got Kate, and Kate. um, The the decision to bring Kate into this society, into this way of life, is basically being controlled by two groups of people within the Brotherhood. You have Dr. Fraser, who is David Hemmings, who is who cares an awful lot about or seemingly cares an awful lot about the health of everybody in this place, in this compound, in this commune, as they call it later. And, uh, you know, he seems to be like a legitimate doctor who, you know, is he's he's watching after the, the blood cows. He's he's watching after the people uh that are brought into this society and you are correct it's mr hodge that is okay. who she's gonna marry there so you. so very non-vampire name <laughs> uh, maybe if you rearrange the letters it spells dracula or something i don't know anyway <laughs> um and then you have the other side which are uh dr uh gauss who's henry silva when henry silva shows up Jason, what'd you say? Everybody else better be on their A. Yeah, yeah. When Henry, Henry Silver is Silver is a villain in your movie, everybody else better bring their A game. And they right. do. And they do. <laughs> um, then you have Mrs. Barker. Now, Mrs. Barker, the first time I saw this movie, I thought for sure. It's like, that is the sister from Superman 3 that gets turned into a robot, right? <laughs> I thought it was the mother from Dead Alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's, uh, she is real adamant that they basically put Kate through essentially this, this really like quick and potentially dangerous and potentially, um, I can't even think of the the word for it, but the, but the, basically, she wants to put her through a programming conditioning, uh, she a wants conditioning condition. program that will ultimately, as Doctor Fraser is concerned, will not result well. It'll either kill her, or if it's successful, she's not going to respect them anyway. And so, uh, Mrs. Barker and Dr. Gauss are basically, it's like, nope, we, we're outvoting. <clears throat> we're going to put her through all of this strenuous drugging and brainwashing and this whole program. Yeah. It's basically like a conversion therapy, right? Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is exactly what this is like. Um, and it's basically just to say, Hey, don't you want to drink some blood? <laughs> yeah. Aren't <laughs> you're one of us? You're one you of need us. To, you need to have the thirst. Exactly. And it's like, 
I mean, I don't think you actually need a whole lot of psychological torment just to just to nag somebody into <laughs> to drinking some blood. That's why yeah. it's so goofy because they start they start right from the start with like replacing subtly replacing her milk with blood. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Like <laughs> this should be kind of a gradual process, right? And then yeah, Mrs. Baker is that her name? She's Parker. she's right from the start. It's like, yes, let's start with the brainwashing. That's how we do this. <laughs> she's really terrifying. She's like she like kidnaps yeah. she ki- she kidnaps this lady. And then gives it half a day of of just like trying to charm her. And it's like, nope, it's not working. Brainwash. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Stick her full of all the drugs and throw her in a in a fucking room that's just scary. She's like, I've got no patience for this. <laughs> right. And it, but again, it, it but like they she definitely shows that hubris of this group, right? Because it's like it, like one week in, it's like she's a completely different person. It's like you drug the shit out of her. It's like, yeah, she is a different person than the person that you were observing a week ago because she's drugged. You've drugged the shit out of her and tortured her and tortured her. It's like, yeah, and it's like it, but it doesn't really work because like basically the moment they let her like kind of roam around this commune and she sees all the like these other people who are also conditioned, who are also uh low on blood because they get they get put into a room where they basically get it milked out of their neck um and she like realizes like this place sucks <laughs> it's like every time they let her see anything outside that room it doesn't really work well for her for their for their big master plan i can kind of see why they need to consolidate this power by marrying the two important families because they suck as an organization generally yeah, especially since the guy who, like, um, Dr. Frazier, really seems to know what's going on, but he's never there. Like, he's always off working or something. So. Well, he's always called away to other things. Yeah, so they let the nuts run the asylum while he's gone, and they're, like, crazy. Well, yeah, well, they're drunk basically. on power, basically. Yeah. That's the way I look at it, because they also have these big uh, ritual you know, things too where like everybody treats it like a fucking mardi gras party or something as they're <laughs> driving in yeah and um the the black couple cracks me up like they're just so happy to be going to this like ritual thing that's like going on and it's like it's like they're just like playing loud music as they're driving down and it's just it's great it's great it's this whole society that it's that a festival. They call it a festival. They they do, but yet it is actually more like a service, like a church service. Yeah, yeah. It's very culty. It's also not really clear. It, which this is, I think, what makes this movie really interesting and unique is it's not really clear that that vampirism is a real compulsion for these people, right? Yeah, yeah. It 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 it, it feels like it's part of yeah ritual. It's just something but, they do, but yeah. not. But do, they don't necessarily have any special powers. They don't have eternal life. Like it's just uh, this is just their way of life. Like this weird fucking religious compulsion that there's they, only one indication that anything different happens 
happens to them. It's the way their eyes go red. I don't know if that's just an effect for the movie, I, but yeah, I think, or it, if I it's, think a, it's more of a like a me- mental effect. Yeah, I don't yeah. think well, that's a, a real thing. Yeah, thanks for yeah. bringing that up because that happens in three instances in this movie: twice during a ceremony, during the festival, uh-huh. and once when Kate is taken back home, um, before she attacks her her uh assistant that is bringing her work while she's on medical leave or whatever um that's and with dr frazier yeah and uh, yes it does happen to him too um that is my negative on this i feel like that's a note after the fact it's like Mm -hmm. we can't really just have these people drink blood we need to actually make it seem like they really are vampires and I do think that that was added after the effect, after the fact, just to say, yeah, hey, by the way, these are Draculas. <laughs> just make sure you guys all know there is compulsion here. It's not just a bunch of weirdos See, drinking I think blood. It just, I think it just further adds to its its like uh, confusion. Not to its confusion, but to their delusion, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I never once thought when that happened on screen that, oh, yeah, they're actually Draculas. I, it always, to me, feels like they're, um, they're, they're, their belief that they're Draculas, right? If yeah, it could, be, it could be an outward expression of what they think is going on with them. Yeah. Sure. But I feel like it's, it's like when you, when you take communion, you're like, oh, yeah, I've totally just ate some Jesus, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like that the, the it's the spirit man yeah you know it's, totally it's not ate, real but it's there i totally ate some jesus is one jesus, of uh, is one of rod hardy's uh backroom <laughs> movies uh, <laughs> so it was a, it was his miniseries ate some jesus by the way this is a movie i would love to see expanded into like a series i want to know more about this world it could it could very well work as a, um, as a long, well you know what it kind of was um the true blood this the, is kind of proto, was it the kind of proto true blood except in that they're really vampires um yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah because like all of this stuff what i was getting from it though this time watching this movie is that this is of course it's all allegory right it's all you know these are aristocratic well-to-do people who are literally feeding on people after they tell these people that they are doing something good and special for the society. Right. Um, All of the people in the brotherhood are all, at least they all come off as being well to do. And their insistence on Kate joining them is, Hey, you too are well to do. You should be one of us. And she has a little bit more compassion then because they're completely and totally lost on it by probably through it just being bred into them. Um, but it is, it does feel like something that is meant to say, Hey, these are, you know, this is the rich eating the poor. When I think one of my problems with it, and, and you're saying it right now, the rich eating the poor, and it's kind of, I think meant as satire in a way, but the satire just does not come off. I I don't really look at it like satire. I look at it more as just a, hey, you know, this is this is the way maybe Australians felt back 
in in the seventies that they were being maybe. You know, there, that, I mean, that, that, there is and, some classism at, at play here, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And in yes. the end, the reason why I don't think it's a satire is, is that in the end, it is definitely making the statement that she joins them. You know, it is, it, it, it's almost saying, yeah, if, it, it, eventually, one way or another, if you're well-to-do, you will end up siding with the well-to-do. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean shit it's pretty common <laughs> you know it's like even when you try to be good with that you will eventually side with something on the other you know that, that will work against the others you know there's a movie that just came out last year it's not a very good movie but it's a movie that that deals with a lot of similar aspects to thirst it was the invitation either either you know about oh this no i didn't watch yeah. that because i felt like the trailer told me the entire movie. it does the trailer is the whole movie um if you've seen the trailer you know exactly <clears throat> what this movie is but um but there you go it's 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 kind of thirst right yeah. like this well-to-do vampire family tries but to this lure is actual in. like real dracula yeah they're, like they're, they, they, yeah he's a real dracula um <laughs> he is actually dracula um Oh wow! Yeah, really? oh yeah, God. yeah. It's trying trying to lure this woman in so that they can join the the vampire families, and she's she has no idea that she's a she's a potential Dracula, right? So it's yeah, it's it's all it's all in the in well, the and yeah, and it's like it, it it is kind of, and you know, I know Jason, I've said this to you. I don't know if I've actually, I think I've said it before on the show, but it's like if you look at the people, because like they have almost no compassion for the other actual human beings that are in this compound they literally call them cattle yeah they're doing them a service yeah and it's essential that they stay (laughs) right exactly i mean it's like it's it's, it is literally a farm yeah and it is um they they look down on these people but they also are building these people up to think that they are actually doing something good and important to the society and in a lot of ways uh it's you know we have this really weird fascination with the upper class because we always are you know like those of us below the upper class are always striving to become part you know the idea is you're kind of born and you're kind of told that you should be able to go and succeed and become rich and and wealthy in some way and it is uh it it builds this fake kind of reverence towards celebrity and rich and well, we is, saw this we saw this on stark display during covid right the essential absolutely. worker the essential worker right like that is that is an amazing way of kind of viewing who these these blood cattle are in this movie right yeah. is we, we we found very quickly that essential in america is not necessarily essential it's convenience right right it's who can we scrub off a little bit of yep yeah yep and uh, and you know who who can who can push that mcdonald's tray at me uh-huh. and, and read a number so that i can have my big mac right right yeah. and so yeah i mean this <laughs> we're seeing it in this movie it's playing out in this movie yep uh, um and it's uh and they are you know i mean Yes, they are basically conditioned and kind of hypnotized into thinking that they are doing this great thing for the society, just like a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of believe that it's like, well, you know, it's like I, we've got to make sure that that our, you know, that that our 
company's owners are safe so that they can pay me and someday they'll reward me for a little bit more. And no, they're not. They're just going <laughs> to no. suck you dry. No, they're <laughs> going to exsanguate you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's the highest honor, right? The highest honor is to yep. be completely and totally drained. Completely and, drained of And all thrown of out as a husk. Use. Yep. Yep. And yep. that is, yeah. And I mean, again, d- uh, reverence and deference toward celebrity and power and perceived power through perceived richness has been highly on display for the last eight years Uh in this country Uh um it is mind-boggling how that works but uh you know this is just kind of done on a more micro level whereas the macro level is that that's it takes generations to kind of get people to to fall in line this is actually being you're conditioned into being in line the thirst is in all of us jeff it's in all of us it just has to be found you just have to find the thirst to join the capitalist elite exactly (laughs) and and hang out in this weirdo place in melbourne (laughs) she doesn't want to do it so she gets the fuck out of there yeah, she, she wants to get the fuck out of there. And she finds yeah. a, what seems to be a kindly old man who can't talk. Um, and she just takes his fucking truck. Yeah. And there's no gas in it. <laughs> it's uh, one of the things about this movie that I think is has been on display last week, this week, and it's on display again next week. We really are... And maybe this is one thing that makes these Australian movies so interesting is that they put uh, we are put into the position of the people of the lead characters. Uh We know just a smidgen more than Kate does. We know what the plan is. We don't know any. I mean, we're finding things out with her. We don't necessarily know that that kindly old farmer man is part of, you know, the, the the brotherhood of any way. Um, we just think that he just neighbors this property doesn't take very long for us to realize that he is part of this, but it's, we're kind of with her in this. We, you know, we're, we're kind of being jostled about and, and, you know, we don't, when it snaps from her going in through the, through the being the drugged and, and condition and then smash cut to her and Derek by the, uh, by that little pond and having uh blood chicken for for a picnic <laughs> um it's we don't know anything more than we we're asking the same question she is it's like how do they get there what is this what's going on and it makes just started to david burn there yeah how did i get here <laughs> this is not my beautiful chicken <laughs> this is not my beautiful derek <laughs> uh, you you are right though like every movie this month kind of deals in some way with isolated like being trapped in a place that you want to escape um and misunderstanding things yeah and, and misunderstanding things it, it is very inherently australian maybe that yeah, maybe. idea you're yeah. stuck on that fucking island with those it's snakes a, and spiders. Yeah, it's a it's a continent country island, right? I mean, yeah. it's there's no place to go there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess and if you're a really good swimmer, you can go to New Zealand if you don't have a boat. You know, it, I mean, it is neat in next week's movie seeing the coast because it's like, oh shit, you know, it's 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 
all Australia till it's not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the fucking ocean. And then it's a fucking cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, like maybe Australia is where all the flat earthers came from originally. I was just like, about they, to say they it's walk like, up to a cliff. And poof, the end of the world. That's the thirst cult. They're just flat earthers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say, Chuck. I don't even know something about flat earthers. So we, we can continue. Okay. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, you know, so it's like we are, we, I mean, we are going through this process with her and we're not understanding what's being done to her any better than she's understanding what's being done to her, but we know what the end goal is. That's the only difference. Um, In fact, we're even we're even misled as she is as to who to trust, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know, it's like, oh, you know, this Doctor Fraser dude, he seems really cool. He's trying to help people get out. It's, it's and... Good cap, good cop, bad cop, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, we do know but... that Doctor Fraser does want to condition her. He just wants to do it a different way. Yeah, right. He wants to do it his way. So he's the right way. way. He's and... the polite conditioner, not not that he isn't one, right? He's like... the one who brings you in. He's he's the actual confidence man of this. He is. He's being nice to you. He's building you up. He's and then. He takes you, and that's it. Well, well, he's, I mean, he's hes so at odds with the rest of the Brotherhood around the the way to approach this that you feel like you feel like you, you can kind of trust him, but you should, you know? Right. I mean, he even and says And he's got that them, Paul McCartney face. He's, he's like, a happy, Paul, you want to oh, trust that, him. That David, that David Hemmings, Paul McCartney face. <laughs> well, at well, one well, point, he says. A Mr. Bean in there. Well, well, at one yeah. point, he says, you know, let us hope that despite all of this, we're still able to earn her respect. Right? Yeah, that is like, his main concern. Yeah. Is, is the respect. Now, this is kind of really what he is, is he's the politician that that is backing the 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 society that he needs to have the person supporting. So, you know, he is, he's the politician of this group. The other people are just rabid fucking assholes, but he's the one who can say, you can trust me. I'll get them to like us. They're, they're the extremists. He's the one who thinks that, well, you know, if we just present this the right way, She'll be one of us. She'll truly be one of us, right? Yeah, he's he's if the you, true if, believer, if you right? You know, in the, some ways, if you present things the right way, you can convince anybody, right? That they that the rich shouldn't have to pay taxes. But it also shows how tone tone deaf the rich are, right? Because yep. his idea is to let her see the compound, and she will understand how nice it is to be a right. part of this group yeah. but in reality any normal person would walk out on the compound and be like this is fucking horrific <laughs> yep yeah so that one guy who comes up and is 100%. like 100 you know i'm i'm friends with uh leah and she's not very strong i mean it's like god damn it's like yeah Poor run leah. away yeah it's like yeah please don't drink too much it's like yeah oh, he's crying you know yeah yeah. Like, oh, yeah i do like the way that they present like the initial thing with Leah, they don't tell you that she's being, what is it? Sanguinated? Yeah. Exsanguinated. Okay. Exsanguinated. You don't realize it really until it happens to a character later that, oh, the yeah. old man, the old man. Yeah. No, Leah's, Leah's been sucked dry. Like yep. you don't realize that until that part, which is kind of cool reveal. Yeah. But yep. yeah. And, but it's, and it's a horrible thing to have done to you. 
you are slowly dying. It's an honor, though. Well, it's an okay, honor, but, yeah. Jeff. But it's but it's the same kind of idea that it's like you working know, yourself to death. Working yeah. yourself to death. You're not hurting, but you're dying. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. your place in yep. this and, society, and, you, and, and and there's and honor be, in it. Yes, you could. There's there's honor in it, but you're never going to escape that. You're going to die first. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the. It's exactly how labor is, yep. <laughs> there, is, there is no viewed f- in a capitalist society. I mean, there ain't no just, fucking labor union down there. And no, nope. that, that it is weird that this is a commentary on capitalism, but the whole donor farm is socialist, really. Well, it's right? like communists. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't really get ahead here. And no amount of work is going to make you any better. The problem is, is that there's a that there are that there's a top to that. Like if it was truly communist, the idea would be it would be spherical and everybody would have the same power. But there's somebody on top here, and that's the right. I mean, I mean, this is this is there there. This is a plantation. Yeah, it is. It's more of a plantation. It's not communism. Yeah, but they but they're being sold on the fact that everybody there is doing the same thing. Um, Right. By the people, no, they're, yeah, they're being they're being the they're being fed a lie to yeah. to serve their well, they're being uh, well, they're being their that, quote that, unquote betters. That lie yeah. is literally being programmed into them. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, you know, if if somebody had come up with this idea three hundred years ago, they wouldn't have to program this into these people. But you know, they were just willy nilly going around slitting throats and drinking blood, not paying attention to what's in the blood. Yeah, because they talked about that, how this was all designed to better enrich the lives of the brotherhood. Right? Yeah, so because, nobody would get diseases or exactly or, the or, diseases of the blood that would affect them. And yeah. yeah. So they also are understanding of their own mortality, which is interesting because they also believe that they will remain young and virile and and age slower. Even though they all know they can die, they yeah. just ignore it. But they, is, but they, but they do. I mean, think about, think about the. Oh, they die horribly. There's two people they, they in particular do, they, they who do die, die horribly, horribly. But they also, <laughs> yes. but they also are in, in a way extending their lives. You know, any anyone of affluence and means and resource has 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 a better shot of well, living sure. longer, right? Well, and they're also insulated by the other affluent around them. Yeah. So the so, brotherhood so, is actually keeping themselves alive, but. They're not really probably living any longer than anybody else. They're just living longer than the blood cows. Yes, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But but in their but in their, I, I think I'm thinking this from a from a metaphorical standpoint of you know oh it's the, it's a religion the, the, the top one percent you know and, and oh, have sure, access sure. access to all the medicine and all the the resources of of the medical. Um, community right like you you just have a better shot you're increasing your chances increasing your chances at everything yeah Yeah. there's actually you're gonna be you're gonna be able to pay for that you know liver transplant or whatever right like or it could be a situation where because this is something that uh uh of all places this is something this is a quote i actually heard from uh adrian foster the football player he said the moment he signed his multi-million dollar contract he suddenly never had to spend money people give you things when you're right so weird yeah. you mean arian arian foster arian Fo- yeah i said adrian a- arian foster yeah he said basically the moment i became a multimillionaire, i stopped paying for things 
He also said the NFL is scripted. So, well, fair enough. But he's, <laughs> but, but I mean, but it I is mean, true though. It's, <laughs> right. But it is true that, that, you know, the rich, it, it, again, it's that, it's that centralization of that, of the, of that power and influence yeah. that you get. And, yeah. Uh, you become part of that and other people start giving you things that shouldn't be giving you things. They're the, and, and, the, and the when you're part you of, and things. when you're part of that system and you want to give it to someone else, you don't understand why they don't want to be a part of it. Exactly. It's like, it's inexplicable to them that you yeah, wouldn't like, just want to willfully be a part of this. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, you know, don't you want to step on the throats of somebody to yeah, get Yeah, the ahead? only thing you, you have to do really. is <laughs> drink somebody's blood. That's all you have to do. Right. But, you know, but also they're going to they're gonna fucking die. Oh, okay. I guess that's uh, a big no for me then. Yeah. But they yeah. want to. They want yeah. it. Do they really? Yeah, well, that, well, that's the lie. That's the thing, right? Yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, I mean, this is, it's the layers of this incredibly simple movie that makes this, I think, really good. Yep. And this is why I would love to see this expanded into like a a series of some sort. Um, In a way, it makes me think of movies like um, The Island and the Clonus Horror. Which is mm. just what the island ripped off to be. Um, apparently, uh, this was a um, heavily influenced by Soylent Green. Uh, yes, when you live in this, it, when you yeah. live in this society that basically is saying, "Hey, you reach a certain age, it's time to, you know, fuck off and die," and people just do it, you know, and and it's 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 weird, man. It's it's kind of the opposite in this, though. They're, I mean, they're sure. feeding off the young. Exactly. Instead of the old. Yeah. Right. It's the it's the old it's the old money killing the young generations. Yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> that sounds familiar too. But a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, this uh so yeah, so basically I mean, God, ten minutes into this movie, you're already like she's already at the compound and she's let go from the compound once later but there's another time where like she has that seems like a dream because she tells somebody about about Derek and they they put that into her hallucination that she's having this nice blood chicken picnic and um Mr. Hodge shows up and it's like yeah you know isn't this nice we're we we have a great relationship here and that's a whole other thing too I mean we could talk about how Mr. Hodge has built a relationship between these two people that doesn't exist. Well, Mr. Hodge, power. Mr. Hodge basically rapes her on that. If, if if we if we are to believe that that is exactly what's happening, yes, yes, you're right. I mean, yeah, she's just... she's hallucinating that he is Derek. I'm pretty sure that's what happens there. It, it's either yeah, it's it is certainly implied, if not actually really happening. Yes. That's see, he, if, if, ahead, if, that's my one knock on this movie is that there's not a strong enough t- um, protagonist outside of outside of her, right? Like I wish that the Derek character was was actively trying to find her. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, like, he's like just they, a... tr- they tried they try to blend him into you know the movie by making her part of the hallucinations, right? But um, 
but I wish I wish there was like that driving force outside of the community that's that somebody that's on her side that's actively trying to. They kind to, of shoot themselves in the foot on that story though, because she is going for a two week vacation. Right, he has no right reason up. to look for her while she's gone. Right, right. I get so, it, but yeah. but but it's but it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know. I think the movie needs a little bit more of a driver there. Well, it's the the real. I mean, the whole thing is. Um, I mean, it's it's all a red herring because Doctor Fraser is her hero, right? Right, but he isn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like the whole thing with Derek, he's just a, he's just something to get rid of. Yeah. I mean, like that they treat him like, I mean, they make him a blood cow later, but they treat him as if he is one of those people they don't care about his name they don't care about who he is they don't care about what she thinks of him he's to be removed any way possible so yeah i mean like that's just another way of showing that they literally do not care about what anybody else thinks um they don't even care what she thinks um you know she is she is the prize to be won and he is you know, just the, I don't know, fucking leftovers to be thrown away, you know, or whatever. Man, that guy, Derek, he had a long career. Rodney Molinar. Rodney? Still, uh, still working to this day. Oh, he's British. Yeah. Huh. Long, long career. A lot of TV in Australia. Um, yeah. Um, he was in Patrick. There was a, there's quite yes. a few people in this that are connected to Patrick, including Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's just kind of like the he's the young up and coming. Like he's the um, he would be the guy. Like if we if we were to look at the Brotherhood like a corporation, he's the he's the newly hired uh, junior executive who's just like. You know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He's also the one that monitors her, probably switches out the blood carton. He's a little bit of a gopher kind of. Yeah, he has to do the dirty work until he until he becomes their level. He's also just there to be creepy, right? Well, yeah, sure. He has a a creepy look to him. Yeah, he's just there to to be curly headed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so basically, you know, Doctor Fraser eventually is like, hey, you know, Barker, your your methods are shit. She's she's crumbling. You know, she killed a girl. <laughs> you know, because she decided, hey, I can't eat anything, and this milk tastes funny, so I'm gonna go. Wait, Chuck, you're wait what? I was gonna say we have to talk about the best scene in this movie. Go for it. When she is in that room before Hemming says your your shit is whack you can't do it this way your shit is whack that's exactly yeah. what he says <laughs> he says your, sh- your shit's <laughs> whack you can't do it this way um well he's british so he wouldn't say it exactly like that yeah that nightmare <laughs> sequence where she's in the room and the walls are crumbling and the books are falling off and that's just epic like that's yeah if i think about this movie and i'm like i need a reason to go watch thirst that's it for me, like that yeah. scene is so well done. Um, yeah, and, and basically the fun- what they're trying to do is they're, they're offering her the key, right? You have yeah. to drink blood to get out of this nightmare scenario. And she does right. eventually. 
but it's epic. It's awesome. Well, and it is also the simplest way to say how is she? How is her will crumbling? Right. Is, the will is is the room, and you know they're basically offering her freedom from her from her old life. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. And the the whole you know the the people like basically or people the idea that that something or someone is is trying to axe their way through the the door. I mean that's frightening stuff. Yeah, that uh, feels like the thirst to me. Like, yeah, it's almost like a what's the word? I don't even know. But yeah, yeah it's like her whole idea of like the thirst is attacking her, right? Yep. Like she will succumb to the thirst, and it's just yeah. like to film that. I was trying to wrap my mind around how they'd even film something like that because it's like it had to be practiced multiple times right and yeah i mean there's no way they could do that just it had to be blocked it would have to be yeah it's just it's yeah and you know and that is that comes right after we do learn a little bit about her past and that she was you know she was sent to boarding school and her parents died yep that was one of only two times that actual real religious iconography shows up once at the very very beginning which is essentially the first time we see her in that room that she has to get the key to leave but we don't know if we can trust that necessarily because the woman who takes care of her and is in her house is in that whole memory with her but then we find out later she's only worked for her for a year right so she's been planted And her memory of her past is kind of wonky. And I don't know if that's just bad storytelling or if it's real. (laughs) It it could be, it it could be an actual, like, it it could be like cult brainwashing where it's like your parents are dead to you. You're there. They mean nothing. They could be trying to give her that impression that she's always been this kind of orphan needing something like, you know, that, that could be too. That could yeah, be I mean, they're they're constantly trying to get her to cut ties with her past, right? They want yeah. her to to leave the past behind. So it, to me, that's probably just represent representative of her childhood, right? And that's you know, there is there's pain, there's trauma. We all have it in our childhoods, right? right. Um, and and it's it's representative of of getting her to to cut out the the things of that that she experienced that are sad and painful to her and join us it's a new way right it's very it's very much like the the cult brainwashing playbook (laughs) it's interesting it's not necessarily her past but they're doing it because of her past right like her family past yeah Yeah, so they're trying to get her race a part of her that really is why they want her why they want her in the first place yeah that's very true yeah well but but if you really kind of look at how cults work and and all these systems work because cults work very similarly to other systems that are not deemed cults but you start to smell the bullshit real fast you don't have to pull back too many layers before you're like hey wait a minute that doesn't make sense (laughs) so uh but it's the same it's it's all in that same kind of idea and concept and playbook yeah um but yeah so they they eventually let her out now she goes home she has her one of her employees bring her some work or bring her something and she's like hey this milk doesn't taste right i'm just gonna go straight to taking the fucking blood out of my employee's throat well she did mention i mean it's not quite that 
big a jump because she does mention that she hasn't been eating. She can't. She can't eat any. She can't hold anything else down. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Been, but I mean, like it's. But it. But like, she she doesn't go too far before she realizes, like, hey, I have a blood cow in my in my living room. But she doesn't even realize it either. Like that, she when she's let go, she almost has no memory of what's happened to her. Right? They right. erase it, um, and they rely on that compulsion, right, to bring her back into the fold. But the problem is, is that they have to they have to take her back because she murdered somebody now. Yeah. Well, what did they expect her to do? I don't get it. Like, well, that's uh, cults are weird, man. They, these people don't know what they're doing. They don't have what? any connection to the real world. Well, it's <laughs> it's 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 that sh- she still is hung up on Derek. I think is the reason why they feel like it hasn't fully taken. Because right. yeah, she ate her secretary, but she she won't eat Derek. Gobbled her up. <laughs> but they stop her from eating Derek. They that's come into true. the room and take her when she's in bed with Derek, and she's that's true. She bit him. She bit him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's also a little pissy about it. I kind of don't blame him. You know, it's like, <laughs> God damn it, I just want to sleep. Yeah. What are you doing, biting me? Back off, Kate. But they do bring her back in, and this is when Hemmings goes like full kind of hero in air yep. quotes mode. Yeah, your 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 methods didn't work, and. Um, secretly i'm gonna sneak her and derek out of here and and i'm gonna be the big big hero and i'm gonna kill people too i'm gonna kill both the main bad guys that uh, scene he, he dumps fucking henry silva oh off my the god oh helicopter. he gets it yeah that, that i mean gets stuck in the power lines it's amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. the scene where he is a barker or what's her name yeah barker mrs barker where mrs barker confronts him and she yeah. falls in the vat and then the workers show up and Hemming's like, bro, like, nothing to see here. I'm just gonna walk <laughs> I'm just gonna walk around, pretend like nothing happened. Okay, look look in the vat, nothing there. All right, well, I'm gonna leave now. It's very comical. Yeah. Like he's well, almost he's almost funny. instantly caught. Yeah. It, and it's like and then they're like, Hey, um, um, hey, there's something wrong with, with pipe number three or whatever. And he's like, Um, call Dr. Gauss. And he like yep. <laughs> That's why I think they're leaning satire for some of this, because that the way he acts in that scene is just funny. Like, it's almost expertly funny how he's like nonchalantly walking around like, hmm, nobody saw anything. Right. Like, it's fucking awesome. But what's also, though, it's like, you know, because Mr. Hodge stops him on the way to freeing Derek. And he's like, um, hey, I've got a real, you know, I got something to talk to you about, Dr. Frazier. And he's like, uh, not right now. I've got a patient to go see. Uh, Mr. Hodge, I think, is he knows what's about to happen because I think he's about to take over the whole brotherhood. I think if he, I have a feeling that maybe he's using Frazier to get rid of the people ahead of him in the brotherhood. Well, he, he definitely smiles when he realizes yes. Barker is dead. So he he's kind of like the person that watches the power struggle and aligns with the people that come out on top. Yeah. Or at the very least, or he's the one to gain from the power. Right. Struggle. So he doesn't care what happens on either side. He will gain something. And in he'll this get scenario. Kate too. Yes. Or he hopes to. I don't think she actually goes to him. She does. Well, but I don't know. I think she ends up. I think she, she does. Ends- she she doesn't, and it, it's one of my 
most annoying parts of this movie because there's two moments where they do overdubbing yeah. of of voices. One time when she's let free, Barker says, now we have to see if she can maintain in civilization or whatever. And at the very end, they have, um, what did we say? Mr. Hodge say. Mr. Hodges, yeah. Thank you. You've reunited oh, reunited the two right. major families. That, that, I, I wish right. I wish that that wasn't there. Yeah, it's really, it annoys it, the shit out of me. It makes no Fair sense. Enough. It makes no sense That's, because that may be another one of those notes at the end, along yeah. with or like you know, it's like, hey, well, let's add something here at the end just so that um, because it because feels like somebody Fraser wins. drinks Kate's blood. Yeah. Right. I mean, it makes you makes me feel like there's they're united now. They're united, or or he, or he is has something to gain by drinking from her, right? Right. And that maybe she isn't necessarily supposed to be joined in marriage to unite any like fucking bullshit families, but there's something else at play. He's he is like taking his place at the top of the power struggle. Ambiguity. Ambiguity at the end would have made this much better. Yeah, to, to the tack on the, the narration about um, Hodges being like, "Oh yes, I backed your plan all along. You were that you were correct, you know." And thank you for for allowing me to marry her. Like it just doesn't work. It, it yeah, it's, it, it feels it cheapens yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it me. does. It, it, it really it does. does. It does kind of feel like a note at the end, right? For sure, it does. Um, yeah, because it would have made all the sense in the world that she would ultimately submit to and be with Dr. Fraser. Right. Or Who die. Or like, die. ambiguity there would be great. Like, she dies right. saying, no, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. Like, all of that would have been, like, awesome to, like, yeah, right. discuss and think. Like, we kind of skipped to the end because of... Well, no, because, that, well, there, there really isn't... I mean, that's the thing. It's like, again, the movie scene wise like on the surface is re really simple right you know it's like right. she gets back dr fraser's like we got to get her out of here and he he and see that's the other thing also it's like it, him doing away with gauss and barker also reveals the fact that power structures also eat each other alive you know right. everybody yeah. singularly everybody is trying to come out on top Right. But we also know that this is just one farm, right? Because they were well, gonna bring yeah. they were gonna bring people in to vote with them on the other thing. So he may be the top dog now, like Fraser's the top dog on that, that farm, but there are other groups out there. Right. He, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, uh, right, because this feels like a conglomerate or a worldwide corporation of some sort. Yeah, it um, has to be because they were gonna bring somebody in. Yeah. to vote i don't know who but yeah it's a it's a good movie i think those like my notes would definitely be like remove the red eyes because that takes away from it and remove those overdubs because that like ambiguity about their compulsion like they erased any good ambiguity you could have for this movie sure sure kind of it's I still mean, an entertaining watch the, the ambi yeah the ambiguity that remains is more of kate's struggle that does remain for the most part it, it doesn't though that overdubbing of hodge saying well, that I'm, she's uh, well, reunited the families like, well what i'm saying is is like 
her actual like getting to the point where she like everything up to the point where she says i am one of you there's ambiguity of how they're able to appeal to her there um is she just beaten or is she actually being overcome by she's beaten by fraser's method whatever that means right whatever the totality of his method was um i think eliminating Derek being the last thing that that ties her to her life yeah was like it beats her into saying i'm one of you she was already drinking blood now she just needed to get rid of her past like we talked about earlier i guess yeah well uh, yeah one thing i guess we didn't really talk too much about those two rituals that they had with the little old lady that looks like um oh what was the what did that little purple-haired lady look like? Um, there's, I can't remember. But anyway, um, they they you know they like they have somebody you know like laid out on like an altar and they bring somebody in. They give them the the metallic teeth, <laughs> which I do find kind of funny. That it's like you don't have to actually have the vampire teeth. You can just poke poke the 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 guy in the neck and he'll bleed and you can just suck from that you know right um the, but like symbolism that, man but the, yeah the whole symbolism is part of their religion or whatever that is and so they um yeah some somebody go boop boop mm-hmm. okay. we got some computer noises there. Uh, we, got, we got a computer noise in there anyway um so they um like that that whole thing is kind of interesting because it's like they have to keep reminding kate that this is her um her destiny basically and like that seems to all kind of play into that conditioning and they're you know it's like yeah you're one of us really you really are you really you know this is really you well it's like communion or whatever right Right. like you you're becoming an adult you're becoming a vampire or whatever however you want to take it um it is interesting yeah it's an those are interesting scenes for sure uh, it they, also is the they're the only scenes that look like something gothic in the yes. whole movie even though she lives in something that looks a little bit like a castle on the inside that's not gothic it's still kind of modern um certainly the the 70s living room is the modern, crypt but, they keep her in is kind of gothic too like when a she, little bit yeah. yeah yeah but uh but certainly you get a black mass slash hammer kind of look when they have those those rituals those festivals yep Yep. um also i like when she watches the little lady eat the one guy and she like screams and then like mrs barker's like you son of a bitch you ruined everything and it's like whoa back off yeah it's like yeah she's like she does the worst job of integrating someone into their society well it's yeah (laughs) and it's probably because barker doesn't understand life outside of that that Society. that scream though is 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 kind of bugs me too. It's kind of like, hey, lady, play it a little cool, you know? I mean, right? <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen if you let off a blood curdling scream? They're gonna come find you immediately. <laughs> and, and Mrs. Barker is gonna basically slap you around with words. Uh, and, and but like, but I do really? but I do like the what, how Miss Barker says we could have prepared you for it. It's like, well, okay. That makes sense, but you've done a shit job of that from the start. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, don't I mean, you've you had time. Right. Yeah. You yeah. invited her, but you didn't say you're coming to this. This is what's going to happen. One other scene that I thought was cool was, I guess it was 
during her nightmare sequence in that room um when her ner or her home assistant whatever you want to call her glory was melting besides the fire that looked yeah. pretty awesome yeah that was pretty cool yeah yeah that was pretty good um <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i wouldn't trust mrs barker to prepare horseradish <laughs> i also thought eventually her reflection would go away because they they had many deliberate shots of her with the reflection yeah like i i don't know if they're kind of joking about the vampirism thing but well they never really i mean like here's the thing also it's like these vampires are out during the day so they they are setting a rule they are setting their rules that these are not really vampires these are not really demons these are just people who think like elizabeth bathory thought uh, which was i can stay young by just being around blood yep yep but in reality, if you take a bloodbath like Miss Barker, you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely true. I mean, that is true. I I tried once and I almost drowned. And I'm like, not going to do this again. Reminds me of the scene in Beer Fest when the, a guy like <laughs> gets knocked into the tank of beer and he's got, tries to drink his way out. <laughs> or Strange well, or Brew. Strange Brew, or Strange when, Brew yeah, when they literally yeah. does and then yeah. he's out of fire. <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie can we talk about that that's a great movie (laughs) i'd be happy to that i mean that's a staple from my childhood oh (laughs) shit yeah i i have a couple of bob and doug mckenzie albums too that are pretty good so nice so any other thoughts on this before i don't really i don't think so um i will say that there are a couple of connections with this movie and the next one we have a score by brian may not the not the queen brian not from may. queen yeah <laughs> the other brian may it's a good um, score too it's pretty good i like yeah. next week's a little better i, think. I like next week's better well yeah. it, this week it's it's very um it, it does sound like a vampire horror it's movie. very classic yeah it's very horror, classic right? yeah. yeah um but also we had barbie taylor who is a producer on both this movie and the next one as well yeah hmm. she also produced a um brian Chenchard smith uh, movie so she's connected to three of the directors of our five weeks this this week this month. nice um yeah oh the uh the place where the um the the headquarters of the brotherhood is a real artist uh gallery in a suburb or artist colony in the suburb of melbourne called you know so that you know i always get kind of get vibes from that place from uh do you ever watch The Prisoner, the old yeah. Patrick McGowan, you know, TV show, British TV show? It always reminds me of The Village from that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe all of Australia is like that. <laughs> you know, they 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 kind of grew up in their own little world, and they've kind of got some fucked up ideas. And if you try to leave it, a bubble comes and picks you up. And <laughs> yeah, right. You or, or, yeah, exactly. Or a cliff. Yeah, or um, a cliff. <laughs> yeah, a cliff comes and eats you. <laughs> when you're stuck in the treeless plane like you are <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you say what next week is, Jason? You're driving next, the. You're driving this whole thing. Next <laughs> week is uh, 1981's Road Games. Going to get a little Richard Franklin for us. We've been alluding to Patrick which we are not covering this month, but we are going to cover um, Rogue Games by the same director. The movie that also, for all intents and purposes, uh, got him the gig to make one of 
a movie that we all liked quite a bit that we're not talking about yet, but uh, Psycho 2, same director. Oh. And yeah, yeah. So we'll talk more about that next week on Film Seizure. Yes. Yeah. You can catch that Wednesday morning, uh, March 15th, filmseizure.com. If you go to that website, you can find all the different places we put our stuff. You also can see the various places um, that we can be found on social media, too. So you can do that. Um, next Monday, also on all of those same places, is a new episode of Monster Mondays. And I am continuing the Yokai Monsters trilogy with Spook Warfare. I love Ooh. that title. Spook Warfare. Spook Warfare. Uh, and it is. It really is Spook Warfare. Monsters fighting monsters. I love it. Um, so that is Monday afternoon, filmseizure.com. That is Monster Mondays, number 220, 220. Um, so do all of those things. Find uh, Just go to filmseizure.com. You'll find everything you need to know. Um, as for myself. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was a week late. I was a week early. Next week on Monster Mondays is actually Paranormal Activity. The following week is Spook Warfare. So, oh, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, just give you a tease of what's coming up there on Monster <laughs> Mondays. Um, but this week on my website, bmovieanima.com, I am taking a look at the revenge flick Tomcats. That is not that great. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's like a, it's like a lesser I spit on your grave. Because it's a guy doing the revenge. Not, oh, no. Uh, no, right? Yeah. Anyway, it's not bad, but it's not great. It's okay. So read thousands of words about why it's just okay. I'm not very good at promoting my own stuff, guys. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah. So next week, road games. I'm excited to uh to to play some of those with you guys as we truck across the continent of Australia. Yes. So until then, I am Jeff Arbuckle. I am Chuck Moore. And I am Jason Oliver, and you have been listening to Film Seizure. <laughs>